When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which the upcoming match is being played. We would also like to pay our respects to elders past and present. It's about to blow your mind. It's coming out like a shockwave. He's got it out the stringer. He's kicked the goal. Oh, there'll be something to run down now. Essendon breaking around the body. He has started magnificently. Charlie Curdo winds it up. Welcome to AFL Nation. It's coming out like a shockwave. G'day everybody and welcome to AFL Nation for Tire Power 443 on Selected Falcon Tires. We're under the roof here in Melbourne Town. Magnificent day outside. Those of us who love the idea of a bit of fresh air and sunshine on this covered stadium have well and truly lost the battle these days. There is not a cloud in the sky, but the roof is shut for the Carlton v West Coast game. Uh, today, a game that in amongst all of the super games, the footy set down for decision today, this afternoon, tonight and tomorrow, probably ranks quite low amongst a few, but with a few outs for the Carlton side, there's just a bit of nervousness that I'm detecting from a car- few Carlton supporters around the place as they go on this four-game winning streak that's put themselves notionally back in the front. Great to be with you this Saturday afternoon. Annie Maher alongside Leon Cameron, Jared Waitley will be joining us for the call after he has a little rest after crunch time. It is the pregame show for Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's new Beaumont Max range starts at 20 bucks. Conditions perfect. Leon Cameron joins as always. A joy to see you. Uh, how are you? Welcome. I'm well, Andy. I was just looking out at the, uh, the centre circle and I vividly remember when we used to coach the Giants coming here and you'd walk around the ground and have a look pregame an hour and a half. Or you used to look up at the media boxes and wonder... <laughs> Who's going to barrel me today if we, <laughs> make, if we if we don't win or we don't make the right decisions? So um, yes. was that you, Andy? No, that was never me. I was always a big fan of yours. You should know <laughs> exactly that. No, no, right. big rap for you. Exactly uh, right. Was there somebody who you when you did see them up early with the lights on in the press box somewhere? You got that little cold shiver went down the back of your spine. Was there someone who you're most fearful of? No, nah, look, I think they're all okay. I mean, even <laughs> as you know, we're in the win loss business. If he's losing, then there's probably some harder questions, and uh, they probably come after you a little bit more but when you're winning it's uh, it's all jovial and happy but uh, yeah it's uh, it's 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 funny having the roof you know closed as you just mentioned uh, I just flew in this morning and and, and it's a beautiful day the sun's beautiful out day. Uh, there's lots of Carlton people you know some West Coast people walking around the precinct yeah. and uh, as you mentioned before the game probably leading up to this week was 
you look at it and say, okay, it's probably not a priority. Carlton are going really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know, what they did over there, you know, probably a couple of months ago, I think yep. Kuno kicked nine or ten. Yeah. And so you're yep. thinking you're probably going to come here and it's, you know, 60, 70 point uh, win for the Blues. And they are playing well, but, but when you get to selection yep. during the week, I think it's just made it a little bit more interesting. I mean, you can't replace guys like Cripps and Cheras had a great year. And we talk about Mackay and Boyd, you know, yep. in the back end. And, and Martin, we were discussing yes. off air, who's yep. so important for Carlton. Yep. All of a sudden, West Coast, you know, all of a sudden they might put a little bit of doubt in the Blues. I mean, I still think the Blues would be too good, but it, I think it'll be a bit more interesting what we first saw. So on top of everything that's hit West Coast this year from an injury perspective, McGovern goes out again, and Jinby, who's been one of their uh, few bright lights throughout 2023, he's out as well. So they're not without their absentees, and, and that is a given, and that's part of their kind of lived reality over the last couple of seasons, the West Coast Eagles. If you are the coach of Cut, so, so that's what Adam Simpson's been dealing with all year, Leon, patching it together and trying to find ways of motivating a group that is clearly depleted. If you're in the other camp today and you're Michael Voss, and we'll dive deeper into where this game's going to be sort of won and lost a bit later on, but if you are Michael Voss and you do see this team that in front of you in the lead-up to today's game that is missing some pretty familiar and important faces, how are you couching it? What are you saying to the Paddy Dows of the world and a few of the others that are coming in who have been living this season, particularly the last four or five weeks, on, on the periphery a bit. When you come up, and, and, and it only happens every now and again, you know, if there's a side that's really struggling, you know, uh, like at West Coast yep. for the year. Yep. Okay, they've won one. You know, most of the games you're playing, you just you know that you've got to be on to win, okay? And I'm not saying Carlton don't have to. Carlton yep. have to be on to win. But uh, I think Michael will be going, oh, I think... This is a great opportunity to see some players yep. thrown into the deep end as well as take a big deep breath for guys like Cripps and Chera. Now, Chera's had a wonderful year, and Cripps, is, as we know, the way he plays, he's banged up. Now, whether that's just for the week, it's the right decision. If he's been going in at 80%, this is the week you go, OK. And they're probably just... People will say, are you disguising it because you're playing West Coast? It's irrelevant. It matter. Yeah, yeah. This is about player management. If they're managing Cripps, great choice. Yeah. Um, and so Dow, who we spoke about, who we spoke about all year, yeah. just trying to get an opportunity, he's going to be that ready to play today. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe a A grader that's been playing for the last four or five weeks has been on top of his game, comes into these games and just drops a little bit because there's big games coming down well, the track. Friday night, and so big. then yeah, yeah. it can work really, really well for you yeah. because all of a sudden there's some eager players that are hanging for an opposition. Uh, sorry, opportunity. And, you know, they do get that today. And uh, so I think Voss, you'll be going, yep, I think it's a great opportunity to manage some players this week and also, you know, blood a couple more players because, as you know, you need everyone you know, going towards the end of the year. So I think you'll be quite happy in this preparation. Yep, so we'll wait and see how it all plays out and whether some of these fringe players at Carlton sort of put their hand up and um, who knows what might lay in store for this team between now and the end of the Home and away season. A call team dressed thanks to Ringers Westerns. They've got you covered. Ringerswestern.com is the place to go to see their range. Travel partner is Bargain Car Rentals, the best price guaranteed. No hidden fees and Australia owned. That's a bargain. Did it take you a bit of time to get your to to, to come to terms with the we need to manage a player like, as a, when you're a senior coach, like, particularly players who are going well. You're on a bit of a roll and you you know you're playing yourself into a season and then. The S&C guys say, look, his numbers are just a bit down and he might be able to do with a bit of a rest this week. Did, did you, how did you respond to that sort of information coming your way? 
I think in our first few years, we, we needed as many of our mature age players out on the park. Yep. So I probably pushed them to the limit, knowing that they could you know front up most weeks. And then you'd back off their training during the week, which you'd probably see a number of the top sides doing at the moment. Um, with the younger kids, and when we started out, we had a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Yep. And results were important, but clearly we'd win, you know, my first year we won six. But there was games you were going in and going, we're going to have to hold on here. Yeah, right. If there was any doubt on some kids, you see they were backed up, banged up, and then all of a sudden their training in the main session wasn't quite to the level and you'd have great discussion with your S&C people, you'd probably err on the side of caution. Yep. Um, so you get, a, you know, a better game the week after. But it's probably knowing all the individuals. You ask that to Toby Green, he'd say, no, I'm playing every yeah, week. Yeah, and there'd yeah. be other players that you know, no, we'll make the decision for you. You don't play this week or you think you can push through. So, And I'm not saying that um, Voss is doing this for the game this week. But, you know, they've had the unfortunate accident, uh, sorry, the injury of Mackay, which yep. was disappointing. Boyd suspended. Um, sometimes it just happens in one week. You know, Chair has probably got a legitimate injury and Cripps, as we know, he's probably been carrying injuries for the last six or seven, yeah, yeah. probably from the start of the year. Yeah. And so, and Martin, as we know, he's in and out. And so you've got to look at it and be really, really smart. Now, it's like anything, we, we live and die by the sword. If it backfires and you get beaten, then yeah. you come 100 miles an hour, people yeah. come 100 miles an hour at you. But I think they would be well equipped to know we've got some unbelievably eager players to play today for the Blues. They've been playing some great footy. Now, I know we're talking about five or six changes, but there's still 17 or 18 guys that are in oh, there from yeah, the no previous yeah. four weeks. Yeah. And I think we're all wrapped that the way they're playing is a great brand of footy and probably just backing up a little bit of their footy earlier on, but they just weren't kicking straight. Yep, yep. Signet powering the call team, power every moment with the Signet Power Bank. Um, speaking of fatigue, I reckon just watching it on the tally last night, so you, you like to see it when the ball exits areas to get a real sense for this sort of stuff, but... When the Western Bulldogs got hold of Essendon last night and momentum was with them and you know, they were sort of running over the top of them, particularly in that second half, it looked like a couple of those Essendon blokes were starting to feel the pinch, particularly a couple of the undersized defenders and uh, one or two of the midfielders who've had to carry a, a serious load this year. Um, do you ta- how much do you take that into it? If that is a suspicion and that's the reality at Essendon, even though they may not necessarily be forthcoming with all of that, do you give them an out now for the rest of this season? Have we seen enough from Essendon, even though as disappointing as last night was, to think, well, it wasn't really about 2023 anyway. Brad Scott comes in. He wants to assess this list. Um, it's very much about the hope going forward. We've, we've already seen enough. Or are you the other side of things and you look at the last three quarters of that game last night and think that was just really, really disappointing from Essendon? Yeah, it's a... Good question, Andy. Look, my opinion is it's a bit of both. I think there's some disappointment. Yep. Firstly, watching it, uh, their first quarter I thought was, you know, Good. the Essendon that we know. Yep. I mean, two weeks ago, they they smashed Adelaide. Yep. We know what happened down in Geelong. And then there's a spot on the line in the eighth for last night. Now, they still probably had a lot of regulars. There's probably a couple. I mean, missing Draper, he, a big yep. man. He's, yep. That's hurting them a bit. Um, but... Uh, and Dylan Shields been out as well, so I think they'd be disappointed because of the way it happened. A forty-six point, like if, it, if you get beaten by a couple of goals and it's yep. a you know ebbs and flows for most of the night, and you've had opportunities to win it, then you probably sit back and go, yeah, Essen have made some really good ground. The Bulldogs are probably a little bit more seasoned. 
Libertore, Bontempelli been around for a while. McRae, they're, they're very seasoned mids and a very, very good ruckman in, in English. So they're a se- more seasoned side, but they'll be disappointed with the score blowout mm. and how it happened mm. in the last couple of... Probably after halftime as well. You, you were thinking, well, the Dogs had a really good second quarter. They've responded. They've sort of flexed their muscles, but Essen now have a, an opportunity to regroup, and they probably didn't. So that's what probably Brad's going, oh, that's a little bit disappointing. Sure. I can't let them off the hook. But secondly, I also, he knows where they're at. Um, they've, they've definitely made some progression this year. They've yep. been a far more consistent side than, than they were probably in the past, yep. in the last three or four years. So he's got to get that right balance. But deep down, he's such a competitive person. Yep. He was a competitive player, yep. uh, Scotty, and also a competitive coach at North Melbourne and now Essendon. He'll be going, right, boys, we're going, to have, we're going to learn some lessons this week. And we've got five games or six games to go. Um, we are making sure that we are finishing as best we possibly can like we started. Win, lose or draw, wherever we end up yep. is irrelevant. Yep. I want to see more four-quarter performances yep. um, and effort across the board or defensive actions, which they've improved this year. Um, all those things they'll be going through probably next week. Just getting some news through. <laughs> It's not going to be good for West Coast Eagles supporters. Uh, Barass, Tom Barass is out of the selected side. Um, so who comes in, Benny? Who was that? Uh, for Luke Foley's come in. So Foley in, Barass out. Um, mm. It's just another player that they could ill afford to lose. We'll get more information as to the reasoning that Barass hasn't come up. but uh, it... Especially with McGovern. Out last Sorry. week, he, you know, I mean, he's the one that holds down fullback. He probably would have taken Kerno. I mean, uh, I know that Kerno's probably sitting in there going, how good's this? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's disappointing because they've just had the worst of worst luck that you have you could ever imagine yep. for footy club. No, no doubt they're trying to rebuild on the run. Um, they're trying to give uh, games to more young kids. But all of their top-end guys, that sort of 28 to 32, 33, they're consistently breaking down, which is the hardest thing to fathom. So it's it's hard from the outside to get a gauge on all of this, and it's been part of the West Coast conversation for a while now. But if you if you can put yourself in, if, you, if you're prepared to put yourself in there, how, fr- how when does it stop being just bad luck? When, when does Adam Simpson say, no, no, boys, this is not bad luck anymore? And we know that there's there's already been movement in there footy department this year, they've already made a call you know, there and there'll be some more calls at the end of the year, we suspect, but it feels like this run of bad luck from an injury perspective should have stopped by now. If these guys were still sound of body, sound of body enough to play AFL footy, the ones who are routinely out of the side, and they're, often they're their front liners, because they need to have play. Yeah, I mean, you are talking about McGovern with McBrass being a late out um you know, Shuey, yep. you know, he's been a star. Nat um, Nui can't get up Nat to Nui. play. Yep. Oh, look, I think it's two things that you ask. Uh, one is, if you know that they were probably borderline hanging on, yep. then it becomes a list management discussion. Yep. What have we done here? Yep. If there's six or seven of our players that have gone to the well, they've been fantastic servants, and they've helped us win the 18 flag, um, but right now we've rewarded them for a year or two more in their contract, but they're breaking down. Then that's a list management. That's a poor. That, that, that can't be pinned on the S and C department. Yeah, yep. that's a poor decision. And we don't know because we're yep, not there. Of course. Okay. Secondly, then you, it's it's like that when that's not right. The first bit, the second get second bit exacerbates because all of a sudden you get some injuries adding to the 
top liners yeah. that are not there, yeah. and the results are poor, yeah. and the scrutiny is massive. And so they might their high performance area might be, you know, if that say if you picked up the high performance area and put it into Collingwood. Yeah. It could this could be fine. Yeah, that's so right. But right now the combination of age, list management, maybe a few things, but what you normally do at the end of each year or probably sometimes mid year if you're going really bad, you just go, Okay, where do we assess it? If it's hamstrings, quads, calves, whatever it may be. But if it's ankles, yeah. Like we I remember one year we had eleven syndesmosis. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, well, how do we train to fix up syndesmosis? Yeah. And you just can't. And then no. you'd make knee reconstructions and shoulders and things like that. But we did have a year where we had bad uh, um, calves yep. and hamstrings. And so you've got to assess, did we push them too much in pre-season? Not enough, all those sort of things. So they'll be making some massive assessments at the end of the year. It's a huge blow. So Tom Barass out of the side for the West Coast Eagles today. Luke Foley comes in. Tyler's, before we go to the break, you want a free coffee, start your day at Beaumont Tiles. Grab a free coffee and enjoy Australia's biggest range of tiles. Awesome trading prices on Ardex, R-L-A-D-T-A. Andy, we say free coffee for Tyler's. Drop in to one of over 115 stores and be helped by the best. You'll be happy you chose Beaumont's. Wear it. Uh, the Dockland Stadium today, Carlton hosting uh, the West Coast Eagles. And don't forget, band together this round, safety round for the TAC. Great to have you with us here at Marvel Stadium down at Docklands here in Melbourne for the Carlton West Coast Eagles game. In case you just joined us, Tom Brass, a laid out for the West Coast Eagles. A huge blow for them. Luke Foley comes into the side. So they're full back out. Uh, and it's another kick in the teeth for... This undermanned West Coast outfit, Andy Murray, alongside Leon Cameron, Jerry Waitley, will join us for the call of the game. A little later, Brad Lloyd to join us in about 10 minutes' time. Um, we were talking about Essendon before from last night. Have you been able to get a handle on the Western Bulldogs? How, what, what they, what, how good their good is? And is it capable, if produced at the right time, of doing some damage if they happen to get through to September? Yeah, it's a really good point, Andy. I think... Well, clearly they were good last night. It was really good. I watched them last week live against the Swans yep. at the SCG, and all indicators were that they should have won that game. The first quarter was off the charts good. Norton, unbelievable. Yep. Out, yep. Out, and, 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 but then their contested position, they won by about 20, 30. Their, their clearance work, they're their just owning the footy. So many indicators suggested that they should have won that game. So you win those games where you need to win, you're probably sitting near, near Melbourne. Yep. Um, let's be totally honest. And when they played Collingwood here in their first half, was pretty good. Now, yep. Collingwood, we all know, got the better in the third quarter. Yep. and then, But in the end, it was only a two-goal difference. Yeah. But because it was a within a you know 15-minute patch of footy, Collingwood put the game to bed, yep. we think, oh, well, maybe the Bulldogs are not at that level. But their good is absolutely good enough. Um, I understand that people are impatient about it, but... Hugo Hagen's still young. Yeah. He's, he does a lot right, but there's still he's still not like uh, Tom Hawkins or Jeremy Cameron. Yep. He doesn't, you know, go from minute one to minute 120. Does a lot right, but there's still a fair bit, you know, to, to make up. Um, their midfield, we know, is star-studded, and 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 that that's the reason why they, you know, got the job done last night as well. We do remember that Jones was in all Australian yeah, form and half fullback. Yep. He is out. Yep. Yep. Um, Joe Hansen, who was rewriting the clock back, he was having his best year for yep. about five years. Yep. He's out. Um, O'Brien, who came across from Hawthorne, he's out. So their back line has been um, had to deal with a lot of injuries. So they've probably got some plays in their back line that they've been going, oh, just a little bit suspect. Yep. And I reckon the Bulldog supporters are probably saying the same thing. 
So they know that's probably their weakest line at the moment. And yet last night, and you wouldn't want to go to war with it every single week, but Keith Gardner and Bruce back into the side last night, it looked a bit more settled. It looked a bit more comfortable the in the third tall. The yeah, third tall. Yeah. So sometimes they go in with two talls yep. and, you know, more four or five running backs and, and force DeRay to play tall yep. at times. But um, three talls sort of allows those running backs not to play, you know, under undersized. But there is no doubt if they get Jones back and get him up and running, yep. I think he's due back within one or two weeks, yep, yep. then that's going to strengthen them. Yep, so there's a bit to look forward to for them as they keep their season alive and they've got the faintest of hopes of uh, getting themselves into some sort of reasonable position when September arrives. Carlton are out on the deck for their warm-ups here. They come in with three or four players from last week's side out of this team. It'll be fascinating to see how they cope. Just reminding you that Tom Barras is a laid-out for the West Coast Eagles. The roof is going to be shut here as the Blues continue to look to build on this four-game winning streak they're on. Uh, Richmond Hawthorne will be starting pretty soon. Brisbane, Geelong, Twilight, Fremantle, Sydney later. Port Adelaide, Collingwood, the number one seed. And then a lot of good football to look forward to tomorrow. Melbourne, Adelaide, GWS, Gold Coast is a game of some significance now in the St Kilda North Melbourne game to round it out. AFL Nation for tyre power. It's our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. The call team's dressed thanks to Ringers Western. They've got you covered. Ringersweston.com. Great to have you with us. It is the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles by Beaumont and Save. We'll get down to Carlton's head of footy, Brad Lloyd. In a moment, the news would have fallen across his desk a few minutes ago that Tom Barras was out of the West Coast side. So uh, we'll get down to the GM of Carlton's footy operations in a moment. Leon Cameron alongside. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to here today, a lot to look forward to around the AFL this afternoon, tonight, and of course tomorrow, Leon. But we will get to Brad Lloyd, the head of footy of the Carlton Footy Club, who's been good enough to join us here on AFL Nation. Hey, Brad, Andy Marr upstairs, mate. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Yeah, no worries, Andy. Um, take us inside the footy club for the, the last four weeks, if you can, before we get into this one. It, just that if there has been a, a detectable change in the atmosphere around the place, what's it been like? Oh, look, it's been an interesting period because we, we felt like we were doing a lot right and everyone's working hard and it was a good, united, positive atmosphere. But we just couldn't quite uh, transfer into wind, so it was really frustrating. And then that was compounding and... Uh, yeah, I was getting to stages where it was yeah, getting, obviously getting very frustrating. But, uh, yeah, look, Vossi, I, thought, I think he's been outstanding, keeping the, the playing group together and, you know, just really pushing players' strengths and keeping them believing in themselves. And, um, yeah, it was that turning point against the Gold Coast. We've been able to gather some momentum. And it's been great, I feel, for the senior players and the, the coaching staff just to, uh, just uh, reinforce uh, we're, we're, we're on the right track. So, yeah, it's been, been a good transition. G'day, Lloydie. Leon Cameron, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, Leon. Uh, well done the last four weeks. It, it, it would have been frustrating the, the first part of the year knowing that you're doing everything right but just not saluting some of those wins and probably come down to probably some of the, the kicking for goal. But uh, your last four weeks have been outstanding. I just want to touch on a couple of players, mate. Cunningham and Fogarty. Um, you know, you start at the start of the year and you go, OK, they're in your best 22. I understand Cunningham's had a number of injuries and Fogarty's come from a different club a few years ago. Uh, are you surprised by those two in the last few weeks when they've been in that front half or you knew that it was coming, they just needed to, get, A, get an opportunity and, B, get their body right? 
Uh, no, they've, they've impressed me. There's no doubt. Like Cunningham, um, we've seen his talent, and he's been around for a number of years now. Seen him play junior footy under 18 level in Oakley Chargers, but uh, yeah, Vossi had hardly even seen Cunners play. Like he'd been injured in rehab the whole time, so he could see the talent, but hasn't been able to see him in action. So yeah, his uh, being able to come back and come back quickly, um, you know, we're into the side and uh, that, that bit of leg speed and ball use and polish has been, you know, it's really added to, uh, you know, we've got a, a combative midfield, but to add that extra leg speed on the outside has been been really good. And, and Foley, uh, Fogarty, sorry, uh, he's, um, what, what I've liked about him, he just gets front and square to the front of the contest up, up front. You know, he's got his, the big forwards and, uh, yeah, he, he plays a really strong role, tough, tackles well. Um, so he has impressed. Um, yeah, he's battled away through injury as well, and we haven't seen the best of him. And I don't think he's been able to train uh, with consistency. So he's, he's really fit and been able to do that of late. And, uh, you know, it's good, good on the recruiters. They you know, offered him a three-year deal coming in a number of years back, and, um, yeah, he start, we're starting to see the best of him. Brad, the other one who's been good in the last few weeks is Jack Martin. Are you tempted at times in between games just to put him in cotton wool and not let him train at all? Yeah, look, it's probably, you know, there's you know, someone like Jack, you need to get the load into him as well. So he's, you know, he's, he's able to make repeat efforts. He's so combative in the way he plays, the way he tackles, the way he runs. So, yeah, look, we, we, we do, you know, Andrew Russell and the high-performance team manage him really closely with Vossi, but it's just a combination of getting that load into him so he is ready to go. And, um, yeah, he's, he's been, re- been really good. He, he's had, got a little bit of soreness uh, for this week, but he's had a really good block that we're, we're happy with, so he'll be, you know, be ready to go next week. If it was a prelim today, if this was, you know, to get in and play for the whole box and dice next week, would Chera Cripps and Martin be playing today? Look, no, they're all unavailable. They might try and con their way in, but no, they're all unavailable. They're, yeah, there's, uh, yeah, they've all, they've all. Um, oh, I think they should get back next week, but no, there's no, um, there's certainly no resting or any of those sort of things. They're all, they're all injured and um, yeah, unavailable for this week, which is uh, disappointing from that point of view. But it gives some more opportunity for some uh, some other players to come in. With with Chair and Cripps clearly out, and um, you know, hopefully they are back next week. Um, with Doherty, I mean, he's an intriguing player. I've always rated him, loved him as a halfback flanker. Every now and again, you've used to put him in the midfield. Are we going to see him just regularly just play midfield uh, today, but also when those two come back as well? Okay, probably at match committee, he's one of the most... Uh, you know, I sit there and listen in, and uh, one of the most uh, discussed is where to put him, where to put him on the uh, on ball, on the wing, at halfback, and because he provides leadership wherever he goes, so he'll get more opportunity on ball today with some of our outs, and, uh, but he's been playing a lot of wing of late as well. Um, and we've got some young players with uh, Ch- uh, Chincotta coming in and Boyd, who unfortunately is now suspended, but we've had some younger players that have been able to go across half-back, Lockie Cowan today. But, uh, yeah, so we'll get him through the midfield, but he's pretty versatile, so he's someone that uh, match committee and probably the sub, uh, you know, it's sort of linked to Doherty every week because he is so versatile. Yep. Understand when you're fully fit, Brad, you know, that inside mid you know, cohort that you've got to the club is pretty well stacked and it's hard for Paddy Dow to, to get in there and play, you know, where he's probably best suited. But when he has come in as sub, he looks like he's been doing, you know, all, all the things that you might have been hoping from him for from him. What does he have to do to, to play more senior footy in the eyes of the match committee, do you think? Oh, look, it's probably just been a numbers thing in regards to... He, he just hasn't been able to get past... Um, uh, Cripps and Chera and um, yeah, yeah, Walshy and um, George Hewitt's been playing ahead of him at times. So yeah, that's and it's probably just a weight of numbers of, of similar types through there. So that's 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 uh, been the challenge for Vossi and the uh, 
and the match committee with it all. But, yeah, he'll get a good opportunity today uh, with a few of them out. So, yeah, that's that's been hard for him. So, Vossi's communicated really well. So he And he's held his head up really high through it all. Very, really, very challenging period. Um, but, um, yeah, he'll get a good go at it today. Hey, mate, we're probably asking about every player on your list, mate. Sorry about <laughs> no, this. Um, but, uh... we're, we're fascinated. Young young fella Kemp who's just really started to come on in leaps and bounds in the last probably six to eight weeks. I mean, I vividly remember back in the draft, his draft year, he had that knee, but uh, he was touted as a really big inside mid. And now all of a sudden, we're looking at him as a key position. He's really starting to get comfortable down there, working closely with Weedering and McGovern. Um, do you just want to just elaborate a little bit about his progression in the last six to eight weeks? It progressed really well, yeah. He obviously had the knee, and uh, I think he had a syndesmosis as well. Um, yeah, he, he gives us a pretty... Because he's quite athletic, so with uh, with Weedering and then Gov and, and Kemp can play tall and small. So he's actually surprised me and um, impressed me in the last... Uh, this year with his athleticism. I think as he's got his body right and there's been more continuity, you know, he's shown himself to be a really good athlete. And he also backs himself, really backs himself in the air and backs himself to rebound. Um, but he can defend well also. So young player, but uh, he's done a really, really good job. Sometimes when you... Uh, don't notice the young players as much. It you know, shows they're starting to fit in at the level, and uh, he's certainly a, a pretty important part of our uh, our game now. I know the recruiters coming in. There was talk: is he a, is he a forward? Is he a midfielder? Is he a, a, a third tall back? But uh, third tall back seemed to be his spot. We'll let you go. We know that the team's going in behind you. Just saw Jack Silvani shuffle down the race behind you. Where's your where's the where's the match committee's head at in terms of the best ruck combination? The, are you past the idea of playing the two big blokes? Is Jack the preferred second option now, whether it be De Koning or Pitnett? Where are we at at the moment, Brad? Look, it's uh, I guess because there's been different injuries along the way. Like we had De Koning out for a bit, and then we've had Pitto out for a bit. So it's been hard to really, really settle with it all. But um, yeah, Pitto, he's really reliable on. Uh, on ball and gets the ball to the right spots, and then De Koning's uh, really, really exciting with his athleticism. So they all play a role. We see both um, De Koning and Pitnet playing a role together and being in the same side, ideally. So that's the that's the plan um, to get the continuity. And both out, there's been a challenge, and there's been times when we haven't had a ruckman at all. But uh, yeah, it's De Koning and Pitnet. Um, Soss is really valuable because he can uh, go and pinch it in there. But we like to see him forward because he's, a, he's such a competitor. But um, and then and Lewis Young has come in and played a role of late, helping out. So, but we'd like to go the two rucks where we can. And uh, apologise for asking a contractor's question on a game day, but just on Deconing, has there been any movement at all in in recent times regarding, you know, the security of his tenure? Look, nothing to report. Look, I, I think he, I think he'll want to stay at the club. I think he's really happy, uh, really comfortable with the club. It's just a you know, matter with these uh, these young players and young players with plenty of scope. Um, it's, it's sort of working through where their, where their value sits. and um, But, yeah, really important player for, for, the, for the list. And, yeah, we, we want to get him signed. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get there at the right time. Thanks for the chat, mate. Good luck today. Good Thanks luck very Randy. much. Cheers. Thank you. Brad Lloyd, head of footy of the Carlton Footy Club. Where are you at with the genuine two ruckmen? And they're different styles, Pitnet and De Koning. And, you know, we see uh, Fremantle got different styles with Jackson and Darcy. And we know what's happened at Melbourne and... Where do you sit with the two genuine ruckmen in, in a in a twenty two plus one system? Yeah, look, it, it, the, the question is: Have you got enough forwards, like key forwards, to um, uh, complement one ruck? Um, and so, if Silvani's playing forward, and he's competent forward. He, you know, last week he kicked four was yeah. a fantastic game. 
and he can go in there for five minutes a quarter, fulfil his 20-minute duty as a ruck, and it's not affected by his forward play, yep. then you're probably going with one ruck. But uh, I think Lordy answered that pretty well. It's they, they actually probably haven't had a lot of rhythm to judge it no, on they this not. year. You no. know, what I mean, the no. Koning's out, and then Pitney comes back in, or, or vice versa. Um, when they were playing, probably not as well, but they were still in the game, but just not hitting the scoreboard. And those two boys were in it. If they had won those games, we'd judge that and say, "Yeah, are they ready to go." I mean, it's going to be a really when um, Pitney does come back and present himself to be picked for AFL footy, it's going to be intriguing what they do, especially with Mackay out at the moment. Mm. Because when De Koning started his career at Carlton, he was this jumping uh, forward line player. Like mm. he probably he doesn't have the craft of a Mackay or a um, Kerner. We know that. Yep, yep. But he would jump and he would scare the living daylights out of him. I remember yeah. we used to play against them and go, Geez, who's going to play on De Koning? And you'd discuss him for a fair bit, even though he was a ruck playing a little bit forward. But um, so I think that it's, it's going to be a really, really intriguing decision, especially if they keep winning. I was just about to ask what happened to Lewis Young. Yeah. yeah. In those period of time oh. when he just rucked yeah. and they played some great footy, where's he at? So I think probably if they keep winning and winning well and beating some recognised sides with one ruck, yeah. it's probably going to be really hard to play the two if they make the finals. Have you seen enough from Silvani, obviously, a topic of conversation given his contract status at the end of the year? Have you seen enough? From him this year, age-wise, he's still got plenty of footy left in him to kind of garner an, a, 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 an idea as to how valuable he might be seen beyond Carlton from a competition perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I, the hard, one of the hardest positions to fill is a forward ruck. Yep. Not a ruck forward. Yep. Forward ruck. And um, we're seeing that at Melbourne at the moment. But So if he's, if he's regularly jumping in and kicking his one or two goals a game... And he can provide some good pressure. And then the five minutes he's in the ruck every quarter at the yep. mid-range, he's, your, your clearance work doesn't stop. You don't get scored against. And it's not affecting his forward play. Absolutely, they are very, very hard to find. And so all clubs are looking for them. And so with Mackay out for the next you know, four or five weeks, yeah. however long he's yeah. out, um, I, I, look, I think he's got a great opportunity to solidify his spot. I know he's been in and out of the side a little bit this year. Solidify his spot and put it probably back on Carlton to say, we need you. Yep. Or other clubs are going to come, you know, sniffing around. And does that? how often does that a situation like that arise? And, and it actually, if you've got a situation with a player, another player had a contract, either this year or next, like Tom DeConing, how often does the emergence of another player who can fill the role alongside another ruckman, mm. how often does that feed into your thinking about, well, if somebody's going to offer the other bloke an absolute mozza on a long-term heaps of dough, we can match it if we want, but we're going to be hamstrung if we do. How often does that change, surprisingly, the way you think about things? It's so intriguing because there's so many different elements. Yeah. Because if you overpay someone, then it's, you, you're going to be hurt in other areas. Yeah. And so if you were heading up list management, I know you're a good Carlton man, Andy. <laughs> Who are you taking? Well, Deco- yeah. Take De Koning or Silvani well, at the end of the year? Well, you only can have one. What are you going to do? Well, De Koning's upside is so tantalising, but it, but you've it, only it got becomes one, a numbers game, right? So you need to put some numbers in front of me to, to give me a some sort of ballpark so, to work so in you, uh, The hardest thing, that, and that's the decision you're going to make, and say, okay, if you can fit the two of them in, but then there's one, is one, have you got them at the right price so he's that's there it. for injury? That's right. Or yep. are they fighting against each other so the competitiveness is so good, the upside on one mm. is really, really strong? So, I mean, everyone wants great depth. Mm. 
you know, you acknowledge Geelong, they have great depth and, and, and they, they rotate their players really, really well. But, um, you know, when it comes to the big games, there's seven or eight of Geelong players that always miss out. But the great thing about Geelong is it feels like, like the great Hawthorne teams and, and others, it feels like players have decided to stay at those clubs, mm. probably under market rate, mm. because they, they love where they're at and they know they're a part of a good club. They're valued and there's success coming their way. So what, they, what they've been able to do is sell the picture yeah. and have players take a bit less. And I think that, that is part of the conversation that, that Carlton need to have around their young Ruckman. Yeah, and look, it'll be intriguing. And I'm jumping around a little bit to, to the Cats, but it'll be intriguing what Radigalia does. Yeah, At the end of the year, he's, yeah. he's in involved. But right now, he's not playing against Brisbane unless he's the sub today. Yeah. So yeah. he's an emergency. He can't get back in. Um, but, look, I think it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good conundrum for Carlton. Um, De Koning's progressing. Clearly, they want to sign him up. Yep. He's exciting. Um, Silvani's going to put something back in front of them because all of a sudden he gets that opportunity. Mackay, you know, 13 balls or 15 balls that go to Mackay inside 50, they might go come towards Silvani, which gets an opportunity to show his wares and yep. kick goals. So, you know, the next four to six weeks is not only about the Blues stamping their authority and trying to gain a spot in the finals, but it's also a list management juggle to see which one or can they fit in both? Yeah, no, there's a bit to, a bit of water to flow under the bridge down there at Princess Park at the moment. It is the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles by Beaumont and Save the Call Team. Dressed thanks to Ringers Western, the travel partner, Bargain Car Rentals. Uh, and, of course, Signet is powering the call team right throughout the day. Power every moment. With a Signet power break, we're going to break out of the way here. AFL Nation, the lights are dimming. The pre-show entertainment about to start. They're expecting 30,000-plus here today for the Carlton hosting the West Coast Eagles. Back with more. And Jerry Waitley rejoining us on the other side of the break. Great to have you with us. It is the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles by Beaumonts and save Andy Maher and Leon Cameron up. Bit hasty going to the previous break. Jared Waitley just needing a bit more time to get himself in game mode uh, before he rejoins us uh, in the lead up to this one. Uh, we'll go through all the bits and pieces, Leon, afterwards. How much are you looking forward to? There's, there's so many really significant games of footy to look forward to in and around this one for the rest of the round. They're underway at the MCG. It's a huge game for Richmond, obviously. They need to win to keep themselves alive and you just know that Hawthorne will be desperately keen to upset as many apple carts as they can on the way through. Tonight in Port and Collingwood there's a fair chance both of them are going to occupy 1-2 like it, it feels that's going to be the case. Port have to do something pretty wrong from here to succumb to perhaps Brisbane on the way through to the end of the season. Given that, if you're accepting they are going to be 1-2, what's on, what's on ultimately on the line tonight? Oh look, no doubt um I loved actually Kenny's um, response to... It was fantastic. To <laughs> it was fantastic. And Maynard and talking about that. It was really... Oh, look, it's, it's intrigued to the game. When you're a coach, you just want to win. And so they'll be going, we want to be the best team. Yeah. And yeah, we've got them on our home ground. He would have remembered what happened at the MCG in round two or three. Yep. yep. When they got beaten by 60, 70 points. Um, so he'll be just going, this is a great test for us. Are we in that... Upper echelon, yes, we sit on the ladder. We've won 12 or 13 in a row, and we know where we're sitting. But are we up against Collingwood? So these will be huge tests for them. Um, but the, the storyline from it will be intriguing because if Port get beaten at home, yeah. then everyone's going to go, Collingwood's, it's Collingwood's flag to lose. Yeah. Right? And they've lost two in a row. Yeah. They then have the showdown. Yes. And then after that, they go to Geelong. And so everyone will be start writing a script about, okay, uh, well, have Port 
is it start to come towards we, the end? We might hear from Warren Treadray again. It's it's unbelievable, as we know. There's a storyline for so many games this weekend, yeah. but this is the biggest one. And because if they do win, then all of a sudden Collingwood will probably oh well, that's a little bit of a blip. We'll be back at the MCG. That's where the finals need to be won, um, and so on and so on. So it's a it's going to be an unbel- It's just a fantastic game, and it's, I'm glad that Butters. I hope he's fine. Yep. Because I think everyone is anticipating a wonderful midfield duel between yes. Rosie and Butters and Dacos and Pendlebury and Dugowie and all those, you know, what makes these two sides really, really yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be pretty special. Uh, tomorrow, the first game up is your old mob against Gold Coast. Important for Gold Coast to do, to follow up last week and, and frank that. Your mob feel like they're this close mm. to um, becoming a, a finals factor this year. Are you a believer now yeah. that they will play finals footy this year? Look, I, I, I remembered round one I did the Adelaide game uh, when they played Adelaide in that stifling heat That's up right, at Giants yeah. Stadium. Unbelievable come Someone back. asked me um, previously where do you think the Giants will end up? And I said I would be disappointed if they didn't win between 10 and 12 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've had a great pre-season. They're injury-free. Away they go. They've balanced out their list. You know, they traded out a few. They brought in some speed. And then they, you know, they started off where they won the game, but they got a bit wobbly. Not wobbly in terms of uh, beltings. Wobbly because they lost West Coast. They got West Coast probably at the wrong time. Yep. And and then they couldn't string it together. But So I'm not surprised that they're now really stringing it together. Um, but the, the advantage they've had is they've, they've won away. So they've still got a couple of home matches. If they salute against Gold Coast tomorrow in Canberra, then uh, 10 and 8, yeah, it's yeah. going to be very hard for them not to miss the finals. Yeah. Um, because the hard... The Melbourne in Alice, Adelaide and Adelaide. Geelong and Geelong. So they've won away. Yeah. And then they've got a couple more at home after that. So, look, it's a huge game because, as you mentioned, Gold Coast, you don't want to you know, all of a sudden have the, you know, the, the sugar fix, fix of yep. uh, new coach. Um, they'll be really keen because if they beat the Giants, they're well, on the same amount of points. They're hanging in there. There's no mm. question about that. And there's implications for just about every game uh, from a finals perspective one way or another throughout this entire round. And there's a lot to look forward to. Hawthorne have got the first goal on the board against the Tigers at Chemist Warehouse. one 2 eight. The Hawks, the Tigers, one behind them. They're going about 10 minutes into the opening quarter at the MCG. We'll stay across that right throughout the afternoon. Not too far away from the opening banners here at Docklands. Band together this round. It is safety round for the TAC. AFL Nation for tyre power. Four for three on selected Falcon tyres.